0: There's nothing like the presence of Almighty God. There's there's nothing that comes close to that experience. Uh, in this life, there's nothing that comes close to it. Exodus 33 and verse 15. And I am so looking forward to this WINS conference. My God, I can just, my spirit is excited about what God is going to do. But what God is going to do tonight... What God's going to do tonight. Exodus 33, verse 15. If you're there, say, man, if not, if not, you can look up on the screen. They're that quick in the media booth. They're incredible. They're already there. Exodus 30, 15. I'm reading the NIV, so I'll repent later. If you're reading the KJV, I'm sorry. I'll repent later, but I'm going to read it in the NIV. If that's all right, forgive me. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone, anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all of the other people on the face of the earth? Verse 17, the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you've asked because I am pleased with you. I don't know about you, but I want to please the Lord. I am pleased with you and I know you by your name. Well, then Moses said, well, if you're pleased with me and you know my name, I'm going to push the envelope a little bit here. He said, then Moses said, now show me your glory. I want to go deeper in you than anybody, no, no, not not just where I've been, but than anybody's ever been in you before, God. Show me your glory. So tonight, with the help of the Holy Ghost, my title's not catchy, but I'm just going to preach what God gave me. I'm going to preach on this topic. If you're not there, I won't be there either. Look at your neighbor, tell him, if you're not there, I won't be there either. If you're not there, now put your Bible down if you're willing and able. Will you help me pray in the Holy Ghost right now that God would have his way? Lord, we come before you today. You're the reason that we stepped into this building for without you we can do nothing we can accomplish nothing we can fulfill nothing God we are here with one desire and you are that desire today I'm asking you Lord to step into this building by the authority of the word of God and the power in the name of Jesus I bind every hindering spirit human and otherwise and I command it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ and I loose the power of the Holy Ghost to fall like rain in this building that there will be a divine visitation of the glory of god that would sweep across this auditorium and your will will be done and your glory will be seen and no flesh would glory in the presence of almighty god it is our desire you are that one desire oh one thing have i sought after one thing have i desired that will i seek after to dwell in the presence in the house of the lord all the days of my life and all the people said, In Jesus' name, you may be seated. You may be seated. I know you've been waiting on that. You may be seated. If you're not there, I won't be there either. When we come to Exodus, the book of Exodus, there's a lot of a long story here. And, and for time's sake, I won't read the chapters, but there's a, a story that unfolds in the Bible from Exodus 19 all the way through Exodus 32, where our scripture text is at today. In Exodus chapter 19, we see that Moses is called by God to go up into Mount Sinai. They had just been delivered from Egyptian bondage, and many of you are familiar with this this uh, portion of Scripture and this story, I'm sure. But let me just recap it and bring a couple things to light. In chapter 19, we see that uh, yeah, God. They come to Mount Sinai, and God pulls them up, Moses up the mountain, says, "Come up here, I want to talk to you, man of God." And so he goes up to the top of the mountain and has this uh, this dialogue with God. God gives him commandments and revelations and understanding that had never been given to the people of God up until this point but it was given to Moses on Mount Sinai and so then Moses comes back down the mountain after being up there for a while with God and then God says now listen I want you I want to speak through you to the people everything I spoke to you on the mountain I want to speak to the people now through you the man of God. Did you know that still how it works today, is that God will speak to you through the man of God and he is the oracle of God and yet God can speak to you on an individual basis. Yes, he can speak to you in the morning in your time of devotion, but he still speaks through the man of God. That's still the way it works today in the Apostolic Church. And so Moses comes down the mountain at the end of chapter nineteen and and begins to tell the people what God has given to him the precepts, the commandments, and all these concepts that had not in other words, he was giving them divine revelation. Revelation that they had never heard before, but it came from the lips of God through the lips of the man of God, Moses. And and so from chapter 20 to chapter 24, Moses is laying out all of these commandments and precepts. And so when you read those chapters, I won't read all six, seven chapters today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Someone said, thank you, Jesus. I know you want to eat tonight, so we won't do that. But we jump over to chapter 24, and now we see God is calling Moses up the mountain again, to have a dialogue or an encounter with him again. And in this time, though, God said something different. He said, Moses, I want you to bring Aaron, Adab, by and the 70 elders with you, and Joshua, up the mountain this time. Don't just come by yourself up here this time and have an encounter with me, but bring the elders with you up the mountain. So the elders with the men of God start going up the mountain, and they have an encounter with God, the Bible says. The Bible says they encounter God. Now, we understand no man has seen God any time, but they had God manifest in some type of way where they encountered his glory and his presence. Um, it wasn't just Moses this time. The elders got to experience it with him. And so that's how chapter four twenty four 24 is outlined and, and kind of falls in place in the story that we see here in the scripture. But when you go from chapter 24 to chapter 32, Something changes. Now, all those chapters between 24 and 32, Moses is on the mountain again, receiving direct commandments and precepts from the mouth of God. What an amazing encounter. But but what's so interesting to me is when we come to chapter 32, I don't know where the break happened or, or, or the shift happened, but when we come to chapter 32, we find Aaron, the elders, down in the valley. But God never told them that they can leave the mountain where their pastor was at and be in the valley. I don't know how long it was in that 40 day time period where Moses was on the peak in the pinnacle of the glory cloud with God. That the elders looked at each other and they said it's costing us too much to stay on the mountain. It's costing us too much of a sacrifice to be up here with the man of God. It's no longer comfortable anymore. So I'm going to go back down in the valley because... If you read chapter 24, Moses looked at them. God did not tell Moses to say this, but Moses looked at the elders and said, Hey, if there's something more important than being up on this mountain with me, you can go see to those those problems, those things down in the valley. Well, at some point in those 40 days between chapter 24 and 32, they found a reason to leave the mountain. They left the man of God stranded on top of the mountain by himself uh, having an encounter with God. And Aaron is in the valley in chapter 32 and he's building idols for the people of God. And they're dancing around naked around idols they built with their own hands. Well, what happened? The Bible does not explicitly say how long the elders and Aaron lasted on the mountain. But at some point in time, something shifted. And if if you go look and research Mount Sinai, there's no trees up there. In the nighttime, there's a massive temperature swing. And it swings down to the 20s. It gets cold, cold, cold in the nighttime. And there's a windshield factor. And it's no longer comfortable. What, What am I preaching? I came to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that elders, you have more value than you you, realize, you see, your pastor needs you to stay on the mountain with him so that this community can have a move of God, can have a shift in the spirit, can have a break in the supernatural realm. But you got to be willing to stay on the mountain and sacrifice with your pastor. He can't do it by himself. He needs some elders to take his hands and say, as long as you're going to stay on this mountain, I'm going to stay up here with you. I'm not going to leave you. By yourself. To sacrifice by. I wish I had somebody to help me. Uh, Elders do you understand the value that you have? Uh, You're more valuable than you realize. Hey I came to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost. uh, If I know anything in the spirit. uh, I know that in our movement. Our elders are being overlooked. And undervalued. And let me. Did you know chapter 32 of Exodus. Should not even exist in your Bible. The story of Exodus 32, it shouldn't even be in your Bible. All for the want of some elders staying on the mountain with their pastor. You see, Aaron was the elder called to stay on the mountain with this pastor, and God never released Aaron to leave that mountain of sacrifice. And Aaron said, well, it's costing me too much. Pastor, you, you go do the sacrificing and you go ahead and lay all that stuff down, but, but you see, my Tempur-Pedic mattress is calling me. The comforts of this life are calling me. I, I hear the voice of Paul telling Timothy that their, their, their bellies will become their God. So that the, the steak dinners are, hey, you know what the problem is? Is that elders don't realize the value you have in the kingdom. So the elders came off the mountain and they're down there building idols in the valley. When God said you need to stay on the mountain with your pastor and you got to sacrifice until something shifts, until something breaks, until there's a divine move of God in your city, in your community, in your house. We need a move of God more than we need anything and so here we find the elders playing the bible says they laid down to sleep and they rose up to play does it sound like our generation they, 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 they went to sleep and they rose up to play around to enjoy the pleasures of life and as they're doing that what happened was as they begin to build idols Listen to me in the Holy Ghost. The moment that we stop sacrificing is the same moment that we start building idols in our homes. I'm going to say it again in the Holy Ghost. The moment that we stop sacrificing is the same moment that we start building. It may not happen overnight, but you'll start building idols in your home. you got to sacrifice on the mountain with the man of God we got to be sold out to this thing. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's comfortable. But God has called some elders to stay on the mountain. Even when it's not easy. Even when it's not comfortable. Even when it's not convenient. I'm telling you, we live in a society that is played with, with, with convenience. Well, it's not, it wasn't convenient for me. Uh, it was out of my way. I couldn't do that because I just, I, yeah, I'm going to hold myself back. There's more things. I, I'm just, help me, Jesus. And so here, here we find Exodus 33. See, this is the context of our scripture today. Is that, Moses comes down the mountain. You know what should have happened? God's not letting me off this point, so I'm going to stay here. Listen, you know what should have happened? Is when when Moses on the pinnacle of the mountain had the Ten Commandments in his hand, he should have taken a couple steps out of the glory cloud, still been on the mountain, and grabbed arms with some elders. And the elders with the commandments come marching down into the camp. And guess what they're bringing? They're bringing the glory with them into the camp. And there should have been a divine move of the Holy Ghost, but That's not what we see happening. And the reason why is because some elders wouldn't stay on top of the mountain. I may only be preaching to one person, the Holy Ghost. But that one person doesn't understand the value that you have in the spirit realm. God is looking for some elders to say, I'll stay up here. I'll sacrifice. I'll make. I'll do whatever you need me to do, God. But we need a revival. We need a move of God. We need a shift in the spirit. I'm not satisfied any longer. We need a move of God. I'm not satisfied any longer. I want to move a God. And here, here we find in Exodus 33, where this is the context of Exodus 33. Moses had went up to the mountain with God twice, each time bringing down more revelation divinely given by the mouth of God. Each time bringing back down commandments and precepts, literal stones written by the finger of God himself. And as he comes down the mountain, he sees all this chaos. Joshua looks at Moses and said, What is that I hear? What am I hearing? It's the sound of war. Moses said, No, it's not the sound of war. It's... It uh, sounds like worship, but it's not the type of worship we have when we cross the Red Sea and the Jordan. No, 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 it's not that kind of worship. Something's off with this kind of worship. And as they get closer, they begin to see the people have lost their way. They're no longer worshiping Jehovah, but they are worshiping idols they've made with their own hands. So here we come to Exodus 33. After the plague happens and 3,000 men lose their life. And there's a plague in the camp of Israel. Then, in Exodus 33, Moses comes to God. And he said, listen, I had encounters with you. I was on the mountaintop with you. and But I missed something. I, I, there's something I missed with this experience. See, I, I gave the people a list of do's and don'ts. I, I told the people, don't do this, don't wear that, do go there, dude. I gave them what you told me to give them. Why wasn't that enough? And Moses had one of the greatest revelations that we need to get in our lives. That a list of do's and don'ts is not where God lives. Listen, I'm all for holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. But holy... Hey, we can't just have a list of do's and don'ts. It won't last. Moses had a revelation. And the revelation was... Listen, I have all these commandments... But we don't have you. And without you, we can do nothing. God, I need you. More than a list of movements and motions and commandments. I need the presence of God. I need a move of the Holy God. Oh, Moses looked at God and said, I need you. I don't need more lists of do's and don'ts. I need your presence. I need a move of God's spirit. I don't need more lists. I need a divine move of the the Holy Ghost. I need God's spirit to move. I don't need more lists. I, I fear. I fear that too often times. My generation has been guilty of missing the reason. The purpose why we're even here. We're not here. I love holiness. I I have to clarify because you never heard. I love holiness probably more than any—not anybody else—but a lot of. I love holiness and separation from the world. Don't get me wrong, but but that alone will not keep our youth and our hyphen in my generation. That alone will not keep them. We need a divine move of the power of the Holy Ghost. We need something. Not only God can bring to the table. Hey, you may bring your list, but God brings the glory. God brings the present. God brings the deliverance. God sets free. God does the work. <laughs> <laughs> Moses looked at God. He said, how are the people of this world going to know that we are the people of Jehovah? That we are the people of God? He said the nations of this world. In other words, the people around us, they have buildings. Can I, get a, can I just get real plain in the Holy Ghost? The people around us have buildings with steeples on them too. The people down the street, they got buildings with steeples. So Moses looks around and he says, how are they gonna know that we serve the God, the one true? You know how they're gonna know is when God shows up and he shakes them and he wakes them and he feels them and he moves on them. What? Well, We need a move of the glory of God. We need a move of the presence of God. We don't just need motions and movement without meaning. We need a divine move of the Spirit of God. Because without Him, we can do nothing. I can do nothing. I am nothing. I have nothing. I'll go nowhere. I can achieve nothing without Him. I need Him. I need Him. I'm desperately in need of Him. I'm in desperate need of Him. How will Palm Bay know that the Lord God Almighty lives here if He doesn't show up? when they walk through the doors, they should feel the glory of Almighty God. There should be some saints who put up some prayers and laid them up in heaven. There should be some elders and saints who have fasted their way into the glory cloud. And they fasted and prayed the glory cloud down into the house of God. He said, if you don't show up, they'll never know that this is the place where you dwell. (laughs) if God doesn't show up you might as well pack it up because we need him more than anything else Listen to me. This isn't Pentecost on Broadway. This isn't a performing arts stage. We're not here to to put on an entertainment show for you. That's not what this is. We're here to have a divine move of the glory of God. And if we're not doing that, you might as well shut the lights off because we miss the reason that we're here. We miss the reason that we're even in existence. Shut the thing down if we're not going to have a move of God shut it down Shut the doors if we're not going to have a divine shift in the Holy Ghost shut it down We need God more than anything else we need God I'm not here to entertain you we are here you are here. I am here to entertain his presence I'm not here That man of God is not here to entertain you. No, no, no. We're here to entertain the presence of of Almighty God. He's the reason I came into the building. He's the reason I'm here. I'm sorry if my title didn't entertain you I'm sorry if my preaching method, my preaching method didn't entertain you but I'm not here to entertain you I'm here for the glory of God I'm here for a divine move of the Holy Ghost. Said, uh, uh, let me tell you what God gave me in the room What God gave me in this message In Exodus 32 God laid something upon my heart When Moses comes down And the, the people are filled with idolatry God spoke to me this And I wrote it down Because I want to make sure you hear me in the Holy Ghost He said, Darian Be careful when you go too long Without a move of God Or an encounter with God's presence. Listen to me. You want to know why? You may find yourself worshipping something. That never delivered you from anything. If you go too long. Without a move of the spirit in this house. In your house. In your home. In your family. You may wake up one day. And find your children worshipping something. That never delivered you or them from anything. See, it had only been 40 days, and they had already built these idols to the peak. They had already built them and completed them in 40 days. We with only 40 days without the move of God. And can I be real honest with you, Pastor Mike? I've been in some churches that have gone month in and month out without a move of God. And I don't know how they're existing. I don't know how they're surviving. My spirit is vexed and in pain when I go there. Because there's no hunger. There's no desire. Jesus said it like this. Blessed are those that do hunger. I know the reason why our movement isn't having a greater move of the spirit in our churches. Because there's no hunger traded a move of God for rituals and for traditions and for motions and movement without meaning. We've traded it. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to awaken your spirit. I'm here to awaken someone's heart that you haven't felt the glory of God in your living room in a while. It's been a while since you've spoken in tongues in the morning in your bedroom. It's been a while since you've laid out in the spirit on your living room floor and prayed in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to talk to that person. I'm here to wake that person up. Oh, my spirit is stirred. My spirit is stirred. Oh, my spirit is stirred. I'm concerned in my spirit. I know the spirit of God is stirred. See, if our young people can game for 10 hours and they can sit there in front of a screen for 10 hours, but they can't sit in a 30-minute sermon, baby, we better wake up. Oh, if we can watch sick hours, six hours of movies, but not sit and worship in a one hour service, we gotta wake ourselves up. We gotta shake ourselves. We gotta move. We gotta wake up and realize we may be building idols. Listen, I'm not saying that any of that stuff is sin. That's not my job. I'm not saying those things are sin. I'm just saying where's the balance? Where's the balance? Where's the hunger? Where's the desire for a divine move and a divine shift of the Holy God? Where's the desire in my generation for more of God and less of this world? I'm going to bring it to a close. I know I've been longer than I wanted to be. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. I feel such a burden on my shoulders. I woke up this morning the burden was so how heavy I was sick in my body. I could barely, I couldn't eat, I barely, I just, the Spirit of God is so hungry for somebody that's hungry for him. Oh Paul would look at his protege, Timothy, and he would say, Timothy, here's what the last days will look like. There'll be people that have a form of godliness. But when you go into their buildings, there's no power. When you go into their homes, there's no power. When you get in their car, I'm not in their car. When you go in their home, I'm not in their home. Hey, Timothy he said they have a form of godliness the word form literally means appearance let me read it in the original Greek having an appearance of godliness but denying or in other words not having the power that comes with it you can look the part but if there's no glory if there's no move of God if there's no power from heaven my friend we've missed the reason that we're here we missed the reason for the godliness the godliness should produce a greater form of His glory and of His presence. I want more of Him. I need more of Him. Oh, I'm desperate for more of Him. So I go into some churches. <laughs> Uh, I go into some churches and nobody moves, but you know what's crazy to me is that even in Genesis chapter 1, before God Almighty could create anything, even he had to move, because the Bible says the Spirit of God moved. Then he said, what do you think, you're going to create something without you having to move? Are we greater than God? Let me to tell you why Because there's no hunger I'm not here to condemn I'm just hungry For a divine move Of the power No wonder the psalmist said Listen let, let, let me back up here You know what if you have your iPhones I put out Pull up Apple Maps I'll give you God's physical address I'll give you God's physical address. Pull up your Apple Maps. You can drive there tonight. You won't have to go very far because the psalmist said He lives... He lives in your praises. The reason why he hasn't moved in your life and you haven't found him in a while is maybe because you haven't praised desperately enough in a while. Maybe we haven't been hungry enough in a while. Maybe we haven't been desperate enough in a while. Yeah, I want to move a God. I want a divine move of the Spirit of God. I want a divine shift in the Spirit. I want a divine break in the Spirit. I want God to show up I want God to move I want God to shake me I want God to wake me up oh don't let me be don't let me fall asleep ha <laughs> Is the Spirit of God speaking to anybody's spirit today? Is there an undercurrent of a hunger? Is there an undercurrent of a desire? Is there an undercurrent in the spirit realm inside of your spirit that's yearning right now? Is this young preacher speaking to your spirit? Is this young preacher what God's given me? Is it connecting with your spirit? Is it connecting with you? Is there a deeper hunger? Is there a deeper desire? Oh, is there a deeper hunger? Is there a deeper desire? I am not satisfied. I am not satisfied. Ya Ya Oh, is there anybody that's hungry? (laughs) I have three more pages of notes, but God told me to stop right here in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Is there anybody that has a desperate hunger? Oh, is there anybody that wants to not just know Know about him, but once to know him for yourself, we know about God. I'm not questioning your knowledge. I am questioning Is there a hunger to go deeper in God? Is there a hunger for the glory of God? Is there a hunger for the presence of Almighty God? Is there a hunger that will leave you at an altar until something shifts? Is there a hunger that will leave you prostrate on the Holy Ghost on the floor? Is there a hunger that shakes you? that wakes you in the middle of the night and causes you to pray and causes you to fast and causes you I want those that walk in the Holy Ghost to pray in the Holy Ghost. God wants to do a divine work in this house. He's not done. There's an awakening. I can feel the presence of Almighty God. I can feel a stirring in the Spirit. I can hear the rumble of angels' wings. I feel the glory of God. Oh, is there anybody that will lift their voice and travail in the Holy Ghost? Is there anybody that's desperately hungry? That's desperately hungry. Yeah, no, 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 no my. Oh, I wish I had five or six people that were so desperate. They would make up in their mind, I'm going to travail. I'm going to pray. I'm going to push until something breaks, until something shifts, until something moves in my life again, until something moves. Oh, I I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Oh, I can feel the hunger of the Spirit saying come unto me all that are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest I feel the Spirit of God speaking come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I will I will give you rest for your soul is there anybody yeah.